Well, good morning, Cam. Good morning, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing well. I realize that not everybody's listening to us in the morning, but we are recording in the morning, so I'm owning that. Indeed. Nice and early because we've got a we've got a double header today because we've got to record for Thanksgiving weekend. So that way we get something out there for for the loyal fan base. For sure. We are uh, we are we are doing the 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 double the double header, the double decker, the back to back. And it's going to be wonderful. Yes. So we were uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on uh, about the Lions and the Thanksgiving schedule this year. Um, they're not playing on Thanksgiving this year. Amen. Hallelujah. No. You had opinions about that, didn't you? About them not playing on Thanksgiving? Oh, I think it's yeah. a wonderful decision for them not to play on Thanksgiving. One last chance for them to embarrass themselves nationally. <laughs> <clears throat> but I was saying this would be the one year that I would, if we were playing on Thanksgiving, that I was hoping that we were playing the Cowboys because we'd actually have a chance at winning that game. Um, but no, but this weekend they are playing the Washington football team tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're playing the, the football team of Washington district of Columbia. Yeah. So I found that really hilarious when I first saw that and I kind of get the, the purpose for it, but what was your opinion of that? So <clears throat> my, my, I have, I have strong feelings about this. Uh, Washington football team. They were getting, they were getting pushed around and, you know, really essentially pure pressure into changing their name from the Redskins to something else. And for very good reason, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not mad at all that they were forced into changing their name. I think it's a good thing. I think that there are some other teams that could and should follow suit. Um, But then they decided, okay, you know what? It's really close to the season. We're just going to we're going to get rid of all of the imagery, all the logo. We're going to remove the Redskins name from everything, all apparel, all jerseys, all the logos from the stadium, everything. We're just going to wipe it all away. We're just going to get rid of it. And we're just we're not going to rush into changing our name to something that we, you know, don't have the time or uh you know, the, the clarity that we want to have going forward. Right. So we're just going to be the Washington football team for a year, which I actually really respect that they didn't, they didn't let the peer pressure push them into a decision that they were going to come to regret in a couple of years and have to change and redo over again. So they just said, okay, great. We're going to take, we're going to take what we're being told. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to not have that name and that logo anymore. But at the same time, we're going to take our time defining and figuring out what we want to be and what we want to represent going forward. So for a year, we're going to be the Washington football team. If people are crapping and dunking on them left and right, Oh, what a stupid name. They couldn't. Oh my gosh. You couldn't even come up with the name. Wow. What idiots. It's like, they did the right thing. Leave them alone. Plus their football team is horrible. So like just rub some salt. Like they did the right thing. Let them be. They'll have a name next year. Like, I don't understand why everyone is so outraged and just making fun of them. Like, yeah. they did the right thing. You should be saluting them mm-hmm. for finally. And, and this is after years of, his, of stories coming out that the, the corporate culture is toxic and sexist and chauvinistic, like all sorts of bad stuff. Like, they finally did one good thing. You should be supporting them in that. Yeah. Like, that's and, my and opinion I, on the whole situation. And I definitely agree. I still think it's hilarious every time I see Washington football team. Just cracks me up a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, so, there's a number of ways they could have gone with it, right? They could have just called themselves Washington, not had to say football team, right? But I, the only thing that would have been funnier is if they would have called themselves the untitled football team or the mascot free football team. The team formerly known as? The team formerly known <laughs> as, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, so yeah. I just, I think all the, the outrage and the backlash that they have received for not choosing a nickname and a logo as fast as people want it is just it's just stupidity is all it is have you ever dealt with uh like a name change like that from a from a school you've gone to or anything like that um no i have not so when i started at north central university up in the twin cities um we were the the it was North Central Bible College when I first started going there, and they changed to North Central University basically just as I was starting to go there. And uh, their mascot was the Flames. So it was a Bible college. Um, they they realized that uh, the culture had changed. Um, the definition of the term Flames or f- a flame was uh, was changing a little bit. <laughs> So, um, so they, they put a vote to the, uh, the student body, like, what should, what should we be? Which I didn't have a problem with what they ended up being, but yeah. So, so they gave, they gave three options and the amount of discussion that went on at the college when they were choosing the name was, was just hilarious because they ended up going with the Rams, which to me um there there were jokes about the about being <laughs> the sacrificial better. ram not any better <laughs> stuff like that oh but, gosh but you know they had a cool logo the logo was pretty pretty uh pretty mean looking and and it was fun but i would personally was for the sabers but you know the sword of the word and all and everything but yeah but I just thought that was hilarious so we when I first started going there there they were the North Central Bible College Flames now, the only thing that bothered me the most in college, I went to Taylor University, and we were uh, purple and yellow were our colors. Yeah. Like L.A. Lakers. Purple. Or, or the like Vikings. Purple, bright yellow. Yeah, or the Vikings, exactly. Um, but all of our sports teams were purple and gold. Like, same purple as the Vikings, but like uh, UCLA or Notre Dame gold. Okay instead of yellow and it drove me crazy because the school colors were not purple and gold they were purple and yellow everything else on campus anything branded any marketing any apparel anything purple and yellow yet our sports teams were purple and gold and it just bothered me deeply Hmm. it's like ucla does that their basketball team is blue and yellow and their football team is blue and gold like why is there no consistency here people it makes me crazy I can understand that. It would have probably drove me nuts too. Anyways, that's enough of that. I could talk about sports aesthetics for hours. So you you drove me crazy a little bit. The other day we were in the show doc together and we were doing some editing and I see, I see something on there that says cam has a surprise and uh, surprise Mitch. And what's your surprise? I'm not telling you. You guessed once already in the show notes and you were wrong. So I'm going to I'm going to be a bad 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 podcast co-host gonna, to make you wait. You're going to make us all wait until the end. Yep, I'm going to I'm going to test your patience. 
or your curiosity because one of them will run out <laughs> before <laughs> the other. Well, I, my first thought was it had something to do with the uh, the event that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but uh, but I also realized that there's quite a few other things it could have been as well. So, but all right, I'll try and be patient, settle down. We'll just move on with the show. Um, so we, last time we were talking, we talked a little bit about, um, Logos and I think that was my, my pick for uh, what was delighting me. And I mentioned that I really wish that canvas would come to the iPad. Now it, it is not in the iPad app, but if you go into the iPad app, there is a link. Uh, they, they have a little, uh, more section where you can scroll up and down and, and get to your documents and stuff like that. And there is a link in there for Canvas. I, I saw that. And I'm like, seriously, they brought Canvas to Logos? So I clicked on it. Well, no, it actually takes you to the web browser and it goes to Logos on the web um, to go to use that Canvas feature. Now, I have yet to figure out, I suppose on Logos on the web, I can pull up um, Canvases that I'm working on, um, but it opens a new Canvas when you when you do that. So I thought that was interesting. So just wanted to add nice. that to the show it is not impossible to get to canvas just uh not easy that and i didn't try using the apple pencil with it at all so i'm not sure if that that is gonna um that's gonna work properly or oh not. yeah but um mac OS big Sur. some sort of access to it though yep so have you updated anything in mac OS big Sur yet? i have it installed on my my yeah mac, my mac mini i did it your MacBook, yeah, I installed it on my Mac Mini yesterday. Yeah. So, so I haven't. I've played with. I've played with Control Center a little bit in the widgets, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, the that sort of stuff, glanceable. Yeah, keep grabbing the wrong. I keep grabbing my mouse. I've got my laptop in front of me and my my iMac. And I keep grabbing my uh, mouse that's connected to my iMac to use my MacBook. That doesn't work. Um, but I, I really like it. I don't know what your first impressions are of it, but we can definitely, yeah, it's like, one of those. I always, I always, I always feel like, um, with the Mac OS updates, it takes me longer to figure out the differences other than the obvious, you know, it looks more like iOS in certain ways because, you know, with iOS, the changes are generally a little bit um, more drastic. You know, the Mac OS mm -hmm. system is mature and has been mature for years and years and years. So we're not getting crazy new features like we have been on iOS the past couple of years. Um, so I always need to like take my time and look through like, <clears throat> I, I don't even, I don't think I've opened Safari yet. So I haven't seen any of those changes. I haven't opened photos or anything like that. So I haven't seen the new sidebar. That I know is there. Um, I've really just the, the control center and the widgets is what I've really played with yesterday. And that was about 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, I've been looking at this. Um, I, I updated day and date. So I updated on Thursday, Thursday night, actually, when I got home from work. So I played with it a little bit yesterday and, uh, and I have it open in front of me this morning. I would say the visual style of a uh, Big Sur is probably the the biggest thing that I like. They cleaned it up a lot, so I'll have uh, I have 
some screen cap captures in the show notes. Uh, you can go to my website and uh, look at those. Just the visual style. I love the new wallpapers. Have you looked at the, the wallpapers at all? I'm looking at them right now. I love these new like vector graphic wallpapers. They are so pretty. Yeah, I have the I have uh, that vector one on the phone. They uh, when they updated to fourteen point two or whatever, they added new of these dynamic vector art ones for your iPhone wallpaper too. What? Yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Let me look. Here, I'll hold my phone up so you can see. That would be ooh, that's pretty. Yeah, and then yep. at night it's like that deep purple. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to change my wallpaper again. Dang it! I just got settled. <laughs> I just made this wallpaper. There's one the screen capture I should I sent you the other day. Just made that mm. stupid wallpaper, and now they went and changed it on me again. And all right, but at any rate, but the wallpaper I really like the menu design. The if when you go to the menus. Um, you notice there's a lot more space in between everything. I swear they changed the font a little bit. Um, I actually think you might be right. These menus look so clean and much easier to read than before. Dude, I do not have those wallpapers on my phone. Did I? Are you running 14.2? Yeah, the new menus are. I love that we're getting so excited about menus, by the way. But You know, but it's something that really needed a, the cleanup. Well, and it's an integral part of the system, right? It's something that you interact with incredibly regularly. All right, so, so I'm I'm updating on the show. All right. So hopefully that don't doesn't come wrong? back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like I'm updating the MacBook that I'm recording on. So well, I yeah, can, yeah, I know. And by the way, I'm sorry, the iMac that I'm recording on. By the way, I'm not, I'm not updating this yet. I I need to my. If I everything's working fine on my MacBook here for the next couple of weeks, I, I may I may decide to update my iMac, but there's just too many things that I rely on on my iMac to uh, to for work and stuff like that, for doing a podcast, for doing stuff for the church, stuff like that. So, you know, if there's anything breaks, I'm in mm-hmm. trouble. So. But yeah, the the menu design, what was next on there? Control Center. I like Control Center. I'm not sure that I understand why or what the purpose is of being able to drag the uh, stuff that's in in the Control Center into the menu bar. Because you know you can do that, right? You can drag Control Center where? You can take like the, let's say the you got the Wi-Fi icon at the top of Control Center. If you hold down on that, uh-huh. you can drag that into your menu bar. And then it allows you to oh, get really? to get to the options a little bit faster. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's a nice little touch. I just don't know that I see a purpose for that when you've got Control Center right there. I guess it saves you a click, but I don't know. Control Center looks nice. I I like the organization of it. Uh, customization is going to be key, I think, going forward. But uh, but I like it. So, and I'm sure they'll add that. They added that to the, uh, to iOS. So, but messages too. Have you looked at messages yet? Uh, yeah, I have. 
it took me a minute because when I first logged in, they had all the icons vertically on the left-hand side. It took me a minute to realize that you actually, if you want your pinned ones to look like they do in in uh, iOS, where they're you know the little circles at the top, you have to actually drag the sidebar over yeah. to make room for it. But once I did that, yeah, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It looks clean. I think it'll work better. I actually haven't used. It looks like there's uh, you know, there's a few things in here so far for um, applications. And I don't see access to an app store at this point, but, um, oh, message effects. So they do have options for message effects in here. So I haven't played with that yet, but we'll, maybe I'll send you a message after the show or something. That'll be fun. So a couple of things that we talked about. Wait a minute. What? I said I, I await your message. So there's a couple of things that uh, I was worried about when it came to Big Sur. And really, honestly, I wasn't sure that I was going to update this early anyway. But, but when I saw Rogue Amoeba had uh, initial compatibility ready for a lot of their apps, um, and some of, some of them have full compatibility now, but, uh, but the initial compatibility basically just meant that they had a few bugs to squash yet. But I have been able to go in with, uh, with some of the Rogue Amoeba software that I'm, that I'm running Sound source seems to work just fine. Um, I tested uh, audio hijack before the show. Uh, that seems to be working just fine. Uh, no issues with that. Uh, so, you know, that's all I've tested so far, but it looks like uh, Rogue Amoeba software is running just fine. Now, that's not to say that if you rely on this, that I'm saying, hey, go ahead and do it. You know, it definitely isn't going to be a problem. Uh, it's probably best to wait until uh, Rogue Amoeba says, you know, they're fully compatible and ready to go and there aren't, there's nothing to worry about because I'll tell you, you know, if I, if I updated my iMac and all of a sudden everything stopped working, that would be a pretty significant issue. So Adobe yeah. Audition works just fine as well. That was another, another one of my daily apps that uh, I needed to make sure that worked properly. Do you use Bartender? I do not. Okay. Do you know what it is? I do. Okay. So I run a lot of menu bar apps just because I'm weird that way. I just tend to like, like a lot of these little, uh, these little applets, um, or, you know, even some of them will just give you some good information. And when I updated, they did say that, uh, bartender three was not compatible with big Sur, but they had bartender four ready. And it is a paid upgrade, but it was like seven and a half bucks to upgrade. I think it's fifteen dollars or whatever for the for a new license. I like it. They cleaned it up a lot. It looks nicer. I think the biggest feature addition outside of just changing the menu system and stuff like that, which is definitely was needed because uh, the menu system, even though it wasn't hard to use, it was a little bit. Um, you know, if you didn't know what you were doing, it was easy to not know how to do stuff. Uh, it wasn't wasn't intuitive, I guess, is the is the term. But they also added the ability to put spaces in between your your menu bar icons. So I'm experimenting with that a little oh, bit because nice. I do like the idea of being able to have some space in between, like be able to group my stuff together and have a little space in between the ones that. Uh, that you know like i have uh sound source uh sound source has three 
um, three icons on my screen right now. And if I open an app and I'm using audio on that app, it'll pop the app in there as well. So what I'm hoping to do over time is have all of those load right into that space. And that way it's all separated from all the other, uh, all the other things in the menu bar. And so I have a space there. I've got a space to kind of divide out. Like I've got Dropbox and OneDrive kind of sitting by itself. So I can, it just visually, it cleans it up a lot so that it makes it easier to manage. One thing that was a little bit annoying is that Big Sur uh, makes it harder for Bartender to do anything with the uh, system, um, the system mm. icons or whatever you want to call them, menu bar items. So some of them you can't move. Uh, you can't move. Like I used to like to put, uh, um, oh, what's the name of this app? Of course, you're not going to just tell me. Um, it's a stats app that I use on here. Uh, I, oh, and I'm going to have to pronounce that. Now. Oh, I stats menu. No, it's a different, it's a different one that I switched over to. I statistica pro, but at any rate, this, this app, I used to love to tuck that away over closer to the, the edge of the screen, maybe over by the clock. And I can't do that, uh, with um big sur now it has to sit over on the other on the left hand side of all the system menu bar items so it is what it is it's a minor thing but um slightly annoying do you have anything to add when it comes to big sur no i'm still still uh like i said need to really dig into it so I will perhaps have more information or f- uh, opinions, feedback uh, in uh, two episodes. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this this wallpaper. I have the river wallpaper um, on my MacBook right now. I'll show it to you, but of course the audience can't see it. But that is just pretty. Yeah, it is. So well done. And of course being... Being a dynamic wallpaper, it changes color throughout the day. So it's just it's just kind of like a little surprise every time I open my my MacBook to see that. So I like it. Can't wait to do that on my phone. So and I think I'm done updating, but I'll I'll wait here until uh you get talking about something to mess with it so I'm not distracted. Well, you ready to talk about the event from this last week? Yes, 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 yes. I'm excited. Question to kind of lead off the the segment here. Of course, Apple had uh, their November event this last Tuesday, and they were they basically they um, talked a lot about the Apple Silicon and their MacBooks, uh, Mac Mini, um, which we'll get to here in a minute. But I have a question right off the bat. Um, I love Craig Federici, but that scene with him looking at the 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 laptop that was creepy. It was First, funny. Let's set the mood. It's all it's already an internet meme. Like it was yeah. that as soon as the event was over, people were posting memes about it. One of the best I things like I saw. Too, I feel like. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. 
No, oh, one of the I just, best things I, I, I like saw. Craig. We have a we have some latency <laughs> in the. Uh, this is all going to yeah. have to be edited out. We have some latency yeah. in the uh, in in our audio here. So, okay, that explains that explains that. Yeah. But uh, but I'll just say um, one of my favorite things that I saw this last week done with that was uh, the connected uh, album art where they replaced the center circle with the uh, with a picture of Craig Federici looking at the looking oh, at gosh. the laptop. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead and say what you were saying. Oh, just I, I like Craig and everything, but I feel like he's starting to become a caricature of himself. Like he feels like he has to do something goofy every time now or say something that he knows is going to get like you know retweeted or become a meme and it's like all right i don't know that's just it's it's one of those where like you can tell he's trying to like make the joke or make the meme now at least that's how i feel about it i'll just say it's great marketing on apple's part if it is yeah no it's not it's not because it's it's hilarious um yeah and I like that they can have fun with it. You know what I mean? And I like that they don't take uh, themselves too seriously. Um, no, because you certainly can fall into that trap as a as a huge company like this, you know, to start, you know, having events where you, there's just no humor, no, you know, you're just facts and figures and features. And I think we've seen that before. Um, but uh, Apple keeping it light and whimsical and stuff like that definitely is part of their stagecraft really so i like it all right well what can you tell us about the m1 chip i took lots of notes mitch so they they started off and said the m1 is optimized for smaller machines which i thought was some incredible foreshadowing because i don't know about you i did not expect the first apple silicon Macs to be the MacBook Air, the Mac Mini, and then the 13-inch MacBook Pro. We were so set on the iMac, right? Because we'd heard so many rumors it's going to look like the iPad Pro, the new iPad Air. It's going to have Apple Silicon. It's going to be amazing. And that was one of the reasons why it was really, if I'm remembering correctly, why you thought so long and hard about buying the iMac that you did, whether you were going to wait or not. So when they let off with it's optimized for smaller machines, I was like, well, this already took a twist that I wasn't uh, anticipating. But if we can if we can pause there for a second, I think it's absolutely brilliant that Apple's leading the Silicon, uh, their their Apple Silicon Macs with the MacBook Air, the MacBook Mini, and then the cheapest MacBook Pro. I think it's it's a market grab. It's a land grab. It's putting their best foot forward on their cheapest machines first to ensure that the adoption rate is high. I think is a brilliant move. And I think that uh, it's been speculated a lot this last week because of the architecture of the chip, that this is really designed for the smaller machines. Exactly. That once, once we start looking at um, the larger MacBook Pros, um, there's been talk. I think there might be a little foreshadowing of a uh, Mac Pro Mini uh, in the future, um, possibly. Uh, because all your the system architecture of these chips has all of your RAM on board, so there's no customization uh-huh. of that. I mean, you can't go in and do anything with that. So, how do you really give uh, your pros a pro machine? And that's you know that's where you get it is these SOCs um, will be so beefy. You know, I don't I don't think that it's beyond the realm of possibility that they 
offer, you know, your 16 inch MacBook uh, Pro with a like a M1X or, you know, some kind of beefed up chip. Because right now, from what I understand, the controllers on these M1s are limited to up to 16 gigs of memory and two uh, Thunderbolt ports. Um, so, you know, yeah. you have to have you have to have a beefier chip to get the, get more Thunderbolt ports because your 16 inch is going to have to have four. If they drop that to two, people are going to um, people are going to pick it outside. Riot. Uh, yeah, riot outside Apple Park. So they they need that beefier chip to handle that and i think we'll probably see you know 32 maybe 64 gigs of memory on some of these machines now that said you don't need as much memory because it is you know built into the chip so at least that's been my understanding of it yeah well nerds like numbers so show me 32 and you know they'll be happy yeah. So yeah, so it's a it's an eight core CPU with high performance and high efficiency cores for different you know uh, different tasks. It's apparently the world's fastest CPU core, the high performance ones. Uh, in the um, the efficient ones, they can deliver uh, the same leading PC performance. Which the, I, they use such generic terms when describing PCs. It's like is that is that like a lenovo thinkpad with like eight gigs of ram or is it you know like a razor gaming machine i don't know you didn't tell me uh but yeah. apparently at a quarter of the power eight core gpu 16 core neural engine which makes machine learning stuff super 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 fast um so and it's tiny it's itty bitty it's like mm-hmm. it's like a postage stamp which is yeah just and they you know they brag about the five nanometer process and it's you know the world's first chip built at that with that process and yeah that's great you know transistors on they're brushing up against the edge of yeah they're brushing up against the edge of physics at this point so which is i think a bit terrifying you know it it gives me pause a little bit but you know i kind of wondered if it was just the old man in me so but um so let's talk about the the hardware that they uh introduced um yes. you you said it earlier and and i i kind of agree it, it's an interesting lineup for them to kick off with uh the macbook air was not a surprise to me at all um the fact that they oh, okay fought, it was to me yeah i thought that they would start on the low end because uh to me you want to get this in the hands of people you know, if you would have started with the 16 inch MacBook Pro, which, you know, just got an update not that long ago, but your lower ends needed the update. They, they hadn't been updated in a while, which is another reason why I suspected the iMac, uh, the 20, shoot, 21 inch iMac uh, was going to get an update because that one's long in the tooth, too. They updated the 27 inch, um, but didn't update the 20, 21 inch. 22 inch whatever it is so my my thought was that's that's a shoe in they're going to have a like a 24 inch iMac that's going to replace that with apple silicon which i think is still going to happen um it's just you know obviously not going to be until next year sometime but probably i wouldn't be surprised if it's in a march event or maybe the uh, wwdc next year but um, I don't think it's too far off. I think that that's that's kind of a no brainer to me that they're going to update that at some point. But the surprise for me was the Mac Mini. 
I, I did not see that. Yeah. Coming. Updating the MacBook Pro was a little bit of a surprise, I think, too. I, I thought when they did the MacBook Air, I figured, you know what, if that's the only machine that they update, I think that they've got a got a strong contender. But then they brought then they did the Mac Mini and then they're like, oh, let's do the Mac Pro. So there's not a lot of spec differences between the Pro or the Air and the Pro. The biggest and there's, you know, you know what they did is they're clocking the chip differently. Yeah. So that's why they've got a fan on the Pro. Exactly. That's exactly why they have the the fan on the Pro and not in the Air. So the Pro can handle some beefier stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But the air, the air can still handle multiple streams of 4K ProRes video at the same time and not drop a frame without a fan. So it's yeah. not like the air is some little, you know, like you know, scooter, you know, right. going like <laughs> it's it's got some horsepower. But the Pro obviously has more. The difference is the Pro can handle the sustained load versus right. uh, the the air is going to be able to spike up to that, um, mm-hmm. but at some point it's going to have to come down for thermal reasons. So yeah. But yeah, that mini, the fun, and the thing that, that made me laugh throughout the whole video and, and made me question why Apple has not offered a display yet, uh, beyond the XDR display, they kept showing the Mac mini with the, the pro XDR and you realize the stand for the pro XDR is more expensive than the Mac mini. I mean, you're talking about a thousand dollars or $6,000 for the display and six ninety nine for the computer. So the computer cost absolutely absurd. The display costs 10 times more than the computer does. That's just cracked me up. Yeah. It's so stupid. Why they didn't say like, Oh, and by the way, we have, we have our, our uh, regular display available, you know, come up with some other fun name for it, but you know, not the pro XDR, but maybe just a standard XDR display or, or, you know, or just, our Apple display. I don't know why they seed that to other manufacturers to make, but so no AirPods. It looks like that's going to be pushed off till March. Yeah. And I, I wasn't like upset about it because, you know, I, I don't need new headphones. I don't want new headphones, but it just seemed like right before Christmas, that's a, that's a slam dunk. So there must, there has to be a reason why they didn't do it right. Technically. Yeah. They would have sold an obnoxious or, amount of them. I exactly right. So it's either it's either technology issues or supply chain issues is my guess. Um, because my my wife's in the in the market for a new pair, so that and she wants a pro. So it'd be kind of nice to see the the AirPods Pro get updated so that she could get an updated. Not that I'm, I'm really sure what they would update on those. Uh, you haven't heard any uh, rumors. Yeah, I mean the only thing I've heard about the studios is that they're over ear. Now, the studios are over here, but the AirPods Pro, I, yeah. don't, I don't know that I've heard any rumors as to what they're adding to those or what they're changing. No, I don't, I mean. Uh, shorter stems, again, I think it was, was rumored. That's so stupid. I would never want to lose my hearing, but I think I would love to have uh, Bluetooth hearing aids. I think that's the future of the AirPods Pro. <laughs> I just want to stick them in my ear and leave them in my ear all day. And and never never have to take them out because nobody knows they're there or they look like a medical device. That, that's that's my dream. What do you think um, with the new MacBook? So let's say you got a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro, um, and maybe that's a surprise we're waiting for. I don't know, but um, but 
what do you think about it replacing an iPad Pro or iPad Air? Because I'm I'm kind of feeling like I don't really need the the iPad as much. So I did get it in MacBook Air. Mm. That is the surprise. All right. And when I saw this on the show notes, I was like, yep, we're going to have to have this conversation because I had to have that conversation with myself, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got the 16 gig, one terabyte MacBook Air with. So the full eight because the MacBook Air, you can either get a seven core or an eight core. So they even right. crippled the chip even more for the entry level one. So I got the full eight core, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, which is the most you can get. And then a one terabyte SSD. And um the reason I did that is because the Mac mini I have has eight gigs of Ram and only a 256 gig a byte, uh, hard drive. So it's the MacBook air is going to be way more powerful and have way more space. And so that will become my MacBook air will be my production machine. It'll be where I edit all of my photos, where I edit all of my audio and where I edit all of my video. So it's going to be the workstation. It's also going to be what I use for my music. So recording all my music and plugging in my MIDI stuff and doing all of that. So like it is a production laptop. And that will allow me to free up a ton of space and headroom on my Mac mini and just let that be, you know, where I do all of my work conferencing and like prepping for youth group and that sort of like, you know, just like the normal computer usage stuff, web browsing, mm-hmm. doc text stuff, uh, video chatting, that sort of stuff. Um, but then I had to have the question about my iPad, right? Why, why get the MacBook Air when I have a very capable iPad Pro, which I love mm-hmm. and I use every day? For a lot of stuff. And the issue for me is the three things I just stated. Podcast editing and recording, photo editing, video editing, and then music production and editing. I can do Lightroom on my iPad Pro. I can do Photoshop on my iPad Pro. So that's, a, that's the one place where there's crossover, right? But I don't have Final Cut. I don't have Logic on my iPad. And that's what I use to do my video and audio editing, whether it's podcast or music. And so if I was able to have Final Cut and Logic on my iPad, I wouldn't have bought the MacBook Air. But those are such key programs to me and what I do and what I like to do that it forces me into having a device that I can run them on. Now, if if next year... Apple releases Final Cut and Logic on my iPad Pro, I'm going to be pretty pissed because <laughs> yeah. I just spent a not insignificant amount of money on a new laptop. Um, but so, yeah, that's that's my thinking on it is, is I, I need a machine that has the power and the storage space to allow me. Because right now I've got my MacBook Mini has multiple hard drives attached to it just to handle Logic and Final Cut. And so if I can put those on a machine that already has a full terabyte, then I can just use those hard drives as backups for my laptop and not as actual needed storage that I have to have connected all the time. Mm-hmm. So is having a MacBook Air a luxury? Absolutely. But it's one that I'm happy to have because now my production machine can go with me and it's not tethered to a desk. And it actually is full featured, which is the reason I spent the money. Yeah. So I was looking at my my MacBook Pro this morning to see like how long have I had it. So I I had it for about four years. I usually figure five years as one to start thinking about replacement. I 
been typically getting about seven years out of my max. So, you know, it's not necessarily that I'm going to pull the trigger right away next year and get a new one, but at least start, you know, start thinking about, you know, planning for it. Uh, this machine has not been faltering for me. It's been working just fine. But then the question comes in, well, if I can get a MacBook Pro that I can run some iPad apps on, what would I what would I be replacing on my current what would I be replacing on here with that? And what would I be losing if I just took this and tossed it in the garbage, which we'd never do because it needs to be recycled. But but what would I be losing? <laughs> At least I'm saying that on the podcast. You know, we don't throw this stuff out. We throw it on a shelf somewhere and it collects dust forever. Um, but what would I be losing if I didn't use this anymore? And I think, you know, the conclusion that I came to is the Apple Pencil is so nice for taking notes for, you know, with the scribble feature, you know, you can you can take some, say, really nice notes. I like it for reading. Uh, I just downloaded and I don't, did I put it in the show notes? I don't think I did. Um, the uh, Big Sur uh, review on Mac Stories. I put it in the show notes, but I forgot to put it in the uh, in our document here. But uh, John Voorhees uh, wrote up the it's like 170 some pages of uh, of stuff on Big Sur, and you know to sit down and read that on my iPad uh, would be nice. At the at the same time, like you can kind of do that on the phone. So do I do I need that? Um, I do like taking this to work with me. I've got purposes for it at work. So where I wouldn't necessarily do that with my, with my MacBook, I don't know. There's still a place for it, I guess. But, uh, but after having a MacBook pro that can run iPad apps and iPhone apps, um, I don't feel like from the software side of it, I'm missing anything. It's more on the convenience side of it and, um, what it can do hardware wise, um, versus a laptop. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think for me too, the 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 reason I still will keep my iPad and use it every day, one, yeah, is like you said, the interaction with the pencil and just the the tactile nature with which you interact with the the software on the iPad. Um also I teach at youth group every week. Um I play in the band at church and I preach at church occasionally and I do all of that. I all of my sheet music for music is on my iPad, all of my teaching preparation is on my iPad or my iMac, my teaching, I teach from my iPad. Um, I take notes at church on my iPad. Um, I would feel super weird if I had a laptop on my lap in church typing away to take notes. Somehow this is much more socially acceptable than mm -hmm. bringing a laptop to church. Um, you're you're talking this, to the guy that, that you was taking his laptop to church 15, 20 years ago already, um, yeah. where like nobody had electronics in church. So yeah. So there's there while that obviously the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air are incredibly portable, there are conveniences and um more social graces around having an iPad in places um that, you know, I just don't want to be that guy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. clickety clackety clacking away, you know, while people are listening to a sermon. Um 
but yeah, it's 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 the the interactive nature. Like I don't want to play games on my MacBook Air, right? I want to play games on my iPad. I want to, you know, engage with certain things on my iPad um in ways that I don't want to on my MacBook Air. Like that is a work machine and this crosses the boundary of work and play in my mm-hmm. mind. Um so it's definitely it's definitely a luxury. And if I had to choose one over the other, and if I can only have one, I would choose the MacBook because of what it affords me for production level stuff. But mm-hmm. luckily, I'm in a position where I don't have to choose, and I feel blessed because of that. So I will yeah. gladly um, use both to their fullest extent. Yep. Agreed. Yes, I'd, I'm due for an upgrade on that, and I've been kind of holding off until there is money in the budget for it, which there hasn't been. So, and there's been more important things. Yeah. There's been more important things to do. So like this, I'm this beautiful iMac that's sitting in front of me. I pulled Logos up on this thing when I had my pastor over here the other day. And I just, I just sit back and I'm like, my goodness, this looks beautiful. I (laughs) I just, ever, ever so often I just sit back and was like, Oh, this is such a beautiful computer. But anyway, this year has been, and we're going to talk about this on the next episode, but this year, you know, for all the craziness that we've had, this year has been such a, an amazing year for so many reasons. So you have anything to add, man? No, just uh, looking forward to... Um my new laptop showing up in a couple weeks so it's not going to be, be here before thanksgiving so it's, it won't be here until first week of december no at the earliest because i ordered you know the upgraded ram and hard drive so it wasn't one of the ones that was ready to ship right away hmm. uh, which is fine i will gladly wait but um i am looking forward to that arriving i'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it because there's been some talk about how cagey they were about the uh iphone and ipad app what's the word compatibility for the for the system Mm -hmm. yes it can do it and that's about all they said and so they didn't demo (laughs) anything they they didn't you know so anytime you anytime you see that with apple you've gotta you gotta think uh they don't seem too like like confident with this because they're they didn't demo anything you know, and I don't know if that was just the lack of apps yeah. available to do it or or what, but it's like that that gives me pause. So I'm interested to see what your experience is going to be with that. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to give that stuff a long runway though. So this is kind of a follow up item that we probably should have had earlier in the show, but OmniFocus did finally release their widgets um, in the regular app. So um, off the beta oh, cycle. Nice. So, uh, so if anybody's been waiting for those, um, they are now available. So, all right, man, what's delighting you, Mitch? It is officially winter beer season, which is Mm -hmm. the greatest of the beer seasons without question. And I will fight you on it. If you disagree, I like beer. <laughs> so you That's disagree and you don't want to fight about it. Okay. I, I don't I be quite honest with you, I just haven't gotten that into um like lots of variations of beer just because 
there's been so many like I'm so not an IPA guy. Uh, that bitterness that that uh, that yeah. that IPAs have just do not engage me. Like I just I don't I don't like it. it. Leaves a weird taste in my mouth. It's just you know I like a good light um, citrusy wheat beer. You know I I love I don't know if you've had Spotted Cow um, from New Glarus here in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but that that is my jam. Yeah, like it is it's painful to go anywhere and not be able to have that. Blue Moon, uh, I do like a good Blue Moon. I like them light and citrusy, and and I do enjoy a good stout every once in a while. I don't I don't dislike it, but that I have to be in the mood for it. So for for winter beers, um, I've had a couple that I haven't been super excited about, but uh, but that's not to say that there aren't winter beers out there that I would enjoy. So I'll just say that. Living here in Wisconsin, we we know our beer. I'm just not that. I haven't been real engaged with a lot of the specialty stuff. So, and I don't drink Bud or Miller, gotcha. or, you know, the domestic, so to speak. I, I have more uh, Milwaukee have more respect best. for myself than that, <laughs> right? So, so I do no, feel the need beer to is great. Yeah, I do feel the need to um not that I not that I have any problem uh with with folks drinking, but I do feel the need as a as a podcast that does talk about a lot of religion and stuff like that. There are folks out there that that really disagree with drinking. Um we I don't have a problem with it. It's mostly the drunkenness that the Bible calls out as being evil. So, you know, if you drink, drink in moderation. That's all I'll say cuz some people are going to have a hang up on that. All right. That's okay. So I had like two, three, I had quite a few things that I wanted to talk about today for uh, things that are delighting me, but I settled into one and then we were talking just before we, we uh, started recording because I was putting my switch on the charger, my Nintendo switch on the charger. And uh, so I popped a, a second thing in here. So I'm, I'm cheating a little bit this week. But first, I found this on Amazon, and my wife is awesome. She, I was talking about it, and she's like, she's like, well, you know, we'll see. You know, I'd like, I'd love to buy it for you for Christmas, but you know, kind of need to get it before Christmas, and that'll this, the reason for it, that'll become evident shortly. But, uh, but the the other night, she comes walking out of the office, and she says. She says, I got you a little something. And she hands this to me. And I'm like, ooh. She's like, I was going to wait until December to give this to you. But she's like, I just couldn't wait. So I sent you a picture of this. And I brought it down to the office with me. Stupid camera. Where is it? It's the Lego Star Wars (laughs) Advent Calendar. So... Nice. The Lego Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. It has uh it's it's an advent calendar. Uh, twenty four days on here it goes through from December first through December twenty fourth, and every day has a little um Star Wars themed uh Lego project. So it's just there's just little tiny things. They're they're nothing nothing super big, but uh, there's some droids on here. There's uh, a little model of um. The Varu family, or not the Varu family farm. Uh, 
Lars. What was their last name? The Lars Family Farm. Thank you. Um, there's uh, some minifigs in here. Uh, there's a Sith uh, Trooper minifig. There's a Luke minifig. Um, and then there's two holiday minifigs. I don't know if you can see this. Let me hold this up once and see. If, do you see the Darth Vader with the Christmas sweater on? <laughs> and there's a Poe Dameron in here with one as well. He's got a little Christmas sweater there's, on with a Death Star on it. And Poe Dameron's is so a green bad. a green uh, Christmas sweater with uh, BB-8 on it. So seems appropriate. And then there's a just a regular Ray in there too, but no Christmas sweater. Okay, on I have a very important question. Mm-hmm. I have a very important question about your Star Wars advent calendar. Yeah, is there a Jar Jar Binks? There is not, thankfully. But there are some some B one uh, B one battle droids. The uh, let me see if I can get such this an up oversight. On. There's a B1 battle droid if you wanted something annoying. No, I just don't know why Jar Jar's not in there. That just seems like an oversight. Well, I probably wouldn't have uh, been excited about it if it would have had a Jar Jar in <laughs> Oh. And with the Mandalorian coming back, there is a Razor Crest. I don't know if you can see that. I can't see your video. Just, you're just rubbing, rubbing so. dirt in my wounds here, Mitch, and I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the other thing that I was excited about, maybe a little less excited about, but I thought this was really cool. Uh, Nintendo recently released a game called Super Mario 35. And I I saw it a couple of times. If I think it's free if you are a Nintendo online subscriber, which is like $4 a month. Why not? Or, or like $20 a year. So it costs next to nothing to do. What they've done is they've taken the Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers game, and they've turned it into an online competition. So the, the, uh, the idea is you unlock different levels. Of course, you start with the initial level, and then you unlock levels. You're unlocking uh, power-ups. All the regular power-ups are in the game. But then you can unlock additional power-ups. And the whole idea is that 35 people get dumped into this game. And then whoever lasts the longest wins. But there's a couple of additional features in this that that make it a little bit more fun. Um, One of the major things is that uh, as you kill the enemies, uh, I forget all their names, but um, as you kill things, they they get thrown to other people's maps. So so they get more and more. And as you go, you get more and more and more of these all over your map. Um, but the other thing that that comes as part of that is if you're familiar with uh Mario Kart, you get when you get a power up, there, there's a little like roulette wheel that that rolls up at the top to to give you an additional uh, ability or whatever mm-hmm. so in in the game there once you've gotten i forget like so many coins i think it, it might be like 20 coins it will give you the a roll of the roulette wheel so you hit the x button and it rolls the roulette wheel and it gives you a power up 
Uh, so it'll instantly like give you the fireballs or, or the invincibility star or, you know, something like that. Um, so what's really cool is when you've got all these, all these, uh, guys running around the map and all of a sudden you, you get to spin the roulette wheel and you get, uh, get the star and all of a sudden you're just like, you just hold down the B button and run and you're just killing all this stuff as you're going and it's sending to your opponents and it's just hilarious. It's great. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's what's delighting me. Mostly the advent calendar, cool. but the Super Mario 35 is a lot of fun too. So sounds like it. Well, you got anything else for uh for this episode of the show? No, man. Just uh excited for uh what's coming in the mail in a couple weeks. Yep. I'm excited for you. I think that'll be fun. That's basically the machine that I wanted to get uh get my wife at some point. Cause she, all she has is her phone and an old, like busted, um, MacBook pro of mine. But so she does all her computing on her, on her, uh, iPhone 11. So it'd be nice to get her a machine that she can use. Absolutely. So cool. All right, man. Well, we'll wrap up the show for, uh, for today. Uh, if you would like more information or you'd like to check out our back catalog of shows, uh, check out innerdialogue.show. And uh, you can also uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm Mitch Craig. And I'm Cam Brennan. He is Cam Brennan indeed. So uh, check us out. If you've got questions, comments, uh, just hit us up on uh, on uh, Twitter or check us out at innerdialogue.show. All right. Well, it's been a been a blast. Uh, we'll see you back here for the Thanksgiving edition of the show coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Cam, it's been fun. It has. Farewell. Farewell, sir. <laughs>